This is the running down. This is the running down. This is the running down. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. What's going down, people? People, it's your homie, homie CL, and we back live on the run down south. You gotta know that. And I'd like to thank y'all for joining me, however you're joining me. I do appreciate it. And uh, today, got a very special guest. Uh, has a lot of common interest with me. Uh, so I figured I'd go ahead and have her on today. It's uh, Jamie Broadnax from uh, Black Girl Nerds. What's going on, Jamie? Hey, how's it going? I'm pretty good. Uh, you know, trying to make the most of everything down here in the ATL. Nice. I was just there two weeks ago. <laughs> and uh, that's what uh, kind of made me prompt to go ahead and reach out to you since you was just in the city. Uh, I see y'all had the little tweet up party. I wanted to make it, but work schedule was a little tight. Uh, so before we get into everything, how was your trip down here to Atlanta? Oh, it was it was really nice. I really enjoyed um, coming down. It was actually my first time in Atlanta. Mm. Uh, yeah, usually. Hold on a second. Let me just make a quick change. I see that I'm. Well, you can hear me fine. Okay, if you can hear me, that's fine. I, yeah, I just noticed good. that my my Skype settings doesn't show that my microphone is on, so I'm talking to you through the computer. But, okay. Um, but yeah, so I've never been in the city. I've only been in the airport. Uh, so <laughs> it was nice to actually see the city of Atlanta. Um, I was actually surprised at how humid it was. Oh, uh, yes. There. And I'm used to humidity. I'm from Virginia Beach, mm -hmm. so I live near water. Um, but it was really, really hot and humid um, being down there that weekend of, of Labor Day. But I had a lot of fun. Atlanta's a great place. I... I would love to live there. I would love to move there. I think it's a great opportunity, especially for um, geeks of color to find one another and have a place to celebrate their fandoms. And Dragon Con is the perfect venue for that. And um, it's just such an intersectional space and everybody is just supportive of one another and um, had a lot of great meetups and um not only just my blurred tweet up but also being a part of the black geeks photo op that they did on sunday and seeing all of these great black cosplayers get together so um you know you don't see that at a lot of comic cons and um i was really happy to see that at dragon con so yeah it, it was a great experience okay so uh yeah, you kind of uh, answered a part of the question but is that like part of the main draw of dragon con that it is a lot more color to it I think, I mean, from what I've heard, this is my first attendance at Dragon Con. Um, so from what I've heard from a lot of folks on Twitter and a lot of um, people from the Blurred community, that it is the perfect convention for Blurreds. Blurred is the portmanteau term for black nerd. Um, so a lot of black nerds are like, yeah, if you want to go to a convention that really um, has a large representation of us, then Dragon Con is the place to go. Um, and that that definitely spoke true uh, from my experience uh, this past couple weeks. Oh, what's up? I, uh, I don't get out much, but I'm definitely going to have to check that out next next year. Uh, get myself prepared. I never did cosplay, but I definitely uh, dress up in a Dragon Ball Z character outfit. Uh, oh, nice. You know, that's just some one of them things from my childhood that I still can't let go. And I got a little excited when they said it was coming out with something new. 
<clears throat> yeah. But uh, definitely, that's that's a uh, that's a good look. Now, uh, you said you had like a a lot of uh, uh, black nerds. You said that was on Sunday, right? Yeah, they had a photo op on Sunday with a lot of black cosplayers. So people were dressed up in all different kinds of costumes. Um, I had dressed up that day myself. I am a big fan of Kelly Sue DeConnick's Bitch Planet comic book. Mm. Um, and it's a comic book about uh, women in prison in space. Mm. <laughs> kind of sum it up. It's, it's really awesome. And um, I had dressed up as one of the inmates um, in the comic book. So I had this orange jumper on and there's a logo that's featured prominently in the comic that stands for non-compliant and it had the non-compliant logos all over it. So it, it was great to dress up and it, it was my first time at cosplay. So that, that was fun. It was fun putting the cosplay together and fun wearing it and then fun just being able to be photographed and um, people coming up to me saying, oh, I love your your outfit. So it was it was a great experience. Now, in that comic, now you say that, that it had uh, like NC for nonconformity. Is that like a, some type of metaphor inside that, that comic book? Yeah, so the noncompliant um, metaphor is about this system that is built to suppress women. Mm. And these women are you know, trying to stand against and fight against patriarchy. Um, so it's this government of men that are, um, you know, punishing these women for various reasons. Um, and I don't want to spoil too much because I think definitely if you guys are listening that you should check it out. It's only five issues in so you can catch up really quick. But um, various women's stories are told throughout each issue and they're being punished for reasons um, where they're being shamed of their womanhood. So hmm. a lot of um, you know feminist themes are in it. Um, the artwork is really fantastic. It reminds me of this very gritty grindhouse kind of look, like the movie. Okay. Um, yeah, the movie Grindhouse with Quentin Tarantino. Like I think if this was ever made into a movie, it would look like one of those kinds of films. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty spectacular. Okay. And they have really great essays at the end of each comic, um, that are written by, um, women writers and feminist writers, uh, that talk about various issues that affect our community. So I think that that's pretty profound. I, I've never seen that before in a comic myself so that's a nice bonus to to reading bitch planet as well okay that does kind of sound like a quentin tarantino movie he would make bitch planet that uh that sounds like something that'd be right up his alley uh now we're gonna talk a little entertainment later uh but i want to get a little background um on the website now i know you uh said that you kind of got the inspiration because you had googled the phrase and you couldn't find anything. Yes. And uh, I thought that was interesting because I kind of took the same approach to what I was doing. Uh, you know, I was trying to find something that was, you know, sports and hip hop related uh, when I began. And it really wasn't enough. The word it was some things out there, but I felt like it wasn't speaking to where I was coming from. And that's how I kind of took the Atlanta angle and uh, kind of just grew it from there. Uh, now, I'm prefacing this because I've kind of had some quiet periods here and there uh so i guess like what what motivated you to just uh keep it pushing and keep it evolving 
Wow, that's a great question. So, I mean, what mo- motivates me to keep this website going is the feedback that I get from people on social media, through emails, um, through blog posts, comments every day. Um, and also, I'm a podcaster as well, so getting feedback from people on the podcast that may call in. Um, it, it It's great to be a part of a community where people are really supportive of what you're doing. You know, if I didn't get the kind of support that I get on a daily basis, it would be very difficult to maintain and keep this momentum going because it's a lot of work that I do. Um, I am grateful I have contributors and guest bloggers that provide a lot of um, written blog posts on the website. But most of what you see with the whole online community building of BGN, that includes the website, the social media, the podcast, all of that is really handled by me. Mm. And um, I I don't do a lot of sleeping. Um, but it's fun. Like if I didn't enjoy what I was doing, um, I, I obviously wouldn't be doing it and I wouldn't be so invested in it. So, um, the folks that support the website, Twitter followers, you know, these are the folks that really keep me going. And again, like everybody's support where they'll tweet and say, thank you for creating this space. And I really love this website. I get a lot of positive feedback and I feel sometimes like I get more positive feedback um, than what I see coming out of other um, websites. And, and that is, that means a lot to me. And I, and I, I notice those kinds of things. So that's what keeps me going. What's up, having that, that strong community backing and uh, just knowing that it's, it's a real purpose to what you're doing. So I, I can definitely respect that. And uh, so I always would rock with uh, now uh, while we are speaking on the blog, uh, one of the uh, more interesting uh, posts, uh, well, to me anyway, uh, was when you uh, visited the uh, nightly show uh, earlier this year. Uh, oh, yeah. Now, uh, tell me a little bit about your experiences there. Uh, and uh, I, I guess like a little bit about Larry, too, because I'm, I'm a big fan of his. Oh, nice. Yes. Very, very cool guy. Um, I got the opportunity along with... Um, some other bloggers, one other particular blog site that I'm a fan of, um, Black Nerd Problems, they were there. Um, They brought out a team of bloggers and social media influencers to visit the set of the nightly show with Larry Wilmore in New York City. And I was really excited because, um, first and foremost, any opportunity to go to New York City is a bonus. I I used to live there, so (laughs) I love visiting the city, yeah, and visiting old friends. Um, But also just getting a chance to see uh, the way his TV show works. Um, And I'm really excited about uh, Larry Wilmore's career and what he's done and how he's evolved um, and what he's done with Blackish and also the work that he's um, doing with Issa Rae. So I think it it, it was a great opportunity. Um, So, yeah, during that whole visit, we went to the set and we uh, saw a live taping of his show. Gabrielle Union was a guest. I was totally fangirling <laughs> seeing Gabrielle Union. <laughs> um, I'll be right there with you. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, she she was awesome to see. And I think um, Penn from Penn and Teller was there, and I forget who else. But um, yeah, it was it was a great episode. And then after the episode completed, 
we all took photos and whatnot. And then the next day, we had a chance to meet with the crew behind the nightly show, which included Mr. Larry Wilmore himself. And he was really cool. Each of us spent like five minutes just asking him questions and interviewing him. And um, I was able to take a selfie. And that was great because, you know, sometimes celebrities and high profile people don't like to get too close and take selfies or, or be photographed at all. Uh, so I'm glad that he he did that. And it was so funny because when I took the picture and tweeted it out, people were like, you guys look like y'all could be related. <laughs> like, is he, <laughs> you know, is he a lost relative somewhere down the line? And I'm like, I don't know. It could be. Who knows? But um, but yeah, it, it, it was great to meet him. And then along with meeting him, I, I met with um, Robin Thede, who's a producer. And ooh, ooh, his name escapes me right now. Darn it. I hate it when that happens. But I met the other um, show creator um, behind Larry Wilmer's show. So anyways, it was a great opportunity, and um, I had a lot of fun. And yeah, that that was pretty much the extent of Man, it. <laughs> I, I wish I could have like funneled in some questions, because there's some things I, I would love to ask Larry, especially about uh, the Bernie Mac show, because uh, that's where I, uh, I first became a fan of his. I'm, I kind of been, I guess you could say, geeking out when it comes to like TV shows, I'm always interested in who's writing and producing. And uh, I could tell there was a change when he left the show uh, because I see a lot of times when he is writing, uh, he does bring a, uh, a certain style to it. And I love what he's doing with the uh, the nightly show. I'm pretty much watching that, you know, every time I get a chance to when I'm, you know, not buried in work, of course. Uh, but uh, definitely, man, so... Shout out to all of them. Now, uh, I do know we uh, run a little short on time, so I want to kind of keep it moving. Uh, I want to get into some some of the things that you like to watch uh, and also I'm a big fan of. Uh, and to begin with, um, I guess I could talk about this again. I just talked about it on my last podcast, but Mr. Robot is one of my favorite shows of all time already. Uh I've never yeah. had my attention grasped like that uh, at any point. I, I can't remember a time like this. I don't. Uh, some of those shows like Breaking Bad, they didn't have the same effect. Uh, right. But this one right, right here uh, is right up there. Uh, so, uh, tell me, what's the uh, main draw for you when it comes to Mister Robot? Oh wow! So. Everything you just said is accurate and on point. Mr. Robot is by far one of the best shows on television right now. And what draws me to the show is several things. First and foremost, the lead actor, Rami Malek, is amazing yes. as Elliot Alderson. Um, he, he's engaging from the pilot. I mean, in a scene, he somehow is able to just draw you in. And I think a lot of that is attributed to his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Because he has these very big, engaging eyes where you just have to listen to everything he is saying. Um, so that scene in the um, coffee shop in episode one was just intriguing from the start. And we knew exactly the kind of person Elliot was. And I think for me personally, the reason why I'm so connected to the show is I identify with Elliot. Um, I'm an introvert. It's hard for me to talk to people as well. I stay buried in doing a lot of work online. I'm not a coder. I'm not a hacker, but I'm very involved with social media. 
and I express myself better through social media and writing blog posts um, and doing a lot of the online work that I do than having real life conversations with right. people. <laughs> so I, I, it, that's what I really love about Elliot because Elliot um, is able to express himself by spying on people and being a hacker and studying people and analyzing people. So that is something that I really love about the show. The music is phenomenal. Um, I got to get that soundtrack. I just found out um, a little while ago that they have um, some songs from the show on Spotify. Oh, wow. So I, yeah, yeah, I need to, I need to check that out and get that downloaded. But um, the, the music is just so good. They either play, throwback songs from the 80s like they played um the cure um and some duran duran song well no i don't think it was duran duran it was some other artist but anyway they either do like 80s throwback songs or they play like these new um cutting edge um artists that are just really good um and the music somehow helps tell the story which i which is it's it's very profound to see that um so yeah, that that's really what I, I love about it. And then the show is so real. Like it parallels everything that is happening in our current world of events. Like that last episode, and I'm not gonna spoil it, but they I mean, they talked about I know it's, it it has, but just for those who haven't seen it yet and you want to see it because you've heard me talk about it on this show, you know, I, I don't wanna spoil it, but the last episode, they talk about the Ashley Madison oh, breach, yeah. which actually happened. And it's just like, those are the kinds of things that they talk about on this show. And um, you also learn a lot. Like, um, there's little things that I noticed with Elliot. Elliot always has um, a piece of tape over the webcam of his computer. And I, you know, that's something I kind of always known you should do. For a while now, but I never actually did it. But now I always keep a piece of paper or tape, you know, over my webcam because hackers can hack into your webcam and see everything that you're doing. Um, so you actually like learn things about internet security and how to protect yourself online by watching this show. So yeah, it, it's everything. <laughs> I could talk about Mr. Robot like all day. It, that's how addicted I am. You to and show. me both, because um, and, and I think you hit on something, and I'm I'm kind of the same way. Now that I think about it, I, I'm pretty much an introvert and do a, a lot of the same things, just like you and Elliot. Uh, and definitely, uh, after I played this game called Watch Dogs, uh, it really reminded me of it because basically that's what you're doing in the game is like you're one of like the most powerful hackers and you're like basically hacking all of Chicago uh to make the city do what you want, you know, taking credit cards to get money, whatever, and it's all digital. And I was like, man, I can't believe this this like, you know, movement or this hacking stuff is really catching on like that. And I I thought it was beautifully done. I love the way it's shot. Uh you know, I didn't really find anything where I was like, well that was corny. You know, usually you have a few right. of those moments in, in a TV show. Like, why did they do that? Like, everything is very precise in the planning of uh, of the show from, you know, one scene to the next. Everything is real cohesive. Yes. But, totally agree with that. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to uh, definitely be with you next time you or uh, next season uh, when you start doing those live tweets. I'm going to try to get it, but. I'm never at home, no way when it's on. So, (laughs) (laughs) 
we're thinking about doing like a rewatch of season one and live tweeting it again. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll keep you posted on that. Cause I, you know, I'm just so addicted to this show. There's, there hasn't been a show in a long time that has sucked me in the way Mr. Robot has. And, um, you know, any opportunity to do a show about it, which I'm, I plan on doing a show on, on my own podcast about it, or even doing a panel about it at a convention, um, is something I am definitely interested in because it's just, there's so much stuff it to is. talk I don't, about. I don't even want to go in the wormhole because we might not ever get out. Because uh, <laughs> I can ask you about your theories, but that went bad last time I did right. that. Um, now, uh, real quick, because one of the things that I want to talk about for uh, the rest of the podcast is the Shonda Rhimes effect um, on television as a whole. Uh, but before we get into that, I also saw that you're a big Marvel fan, uh, and I am yeah. myself. Now, I see you were down with the Spider-Man. Uh, now, let me just get your real quick opinion on what you think about the move uh, when they introduce uh, Miles Morales as Spider-Man. Oh, wow. So I'm doing um, a campaign with a whole bunch of other geek websites called Spider Timber and posting a lot of Spider content, Spider-Man content. I actually have not ever read a Spider-Man comic. The only comic I read was um, a weird uh, partnership between Spider-Man and Gambit and Howard the Duck. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if I ever caught that one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it was this really weird, obscure issue that I picked up at a comic book store one day just because I'm a big fan of Gambit. And um, I was like, what? They're all together in one comic book? All right, I'm going to get this. So I've never read one, but Miles Morales, I think, is a great character. Um, and I really love the fact that, um, you know, he is now getting um, some more coverage and and having his own solo and and people are really um responding to the the miles morales comics that are out so yeah it it's a great character to have and and i really hope to see miles morales transcend somehow on the big screen that there was a lot of talk when they hadn't released who the next peter parker was going to be that well maybe we'll have miles morales or maybe there may be a black Peter Parker, which I don't think that that will ever happen. But, um, you know, I, I would love to see Miles Morales come on the big screen because at this point, you know, we we want to see Miles. We want to see the ultimate, you know, Spider-Man. Why not just go with that story arc and do something different um, and instead of rehashing his origin story every two years? Right. And that's for what you could have a black Peter Parker because that day was just too white. It, it just it just <laughs> wouldn't work on anyone of color. Uh, but side note, a name like James Bond probably would work with a black guy. I'll I'll, I'll say that. Uh, Idris yes, Elba for James all day. Bond. Now, because yes. I love him in Luther, like I wish that would make that yeah. a full time like twenty episode show. I would watch it to death. Uh, but mm. I, I'm. I'm a little upset. I'm not even going to get into that. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I, w- I would love to see that because I, that's probably my favorite superhero, Spider-Man. Uh, and I would love to see one time we have a black Spider-Man. It, it would make my day. Now. Yes. All right. So let's, uh, let's talk about somebody that 
you're a big fan of, which is uh, Shonda Rhimes. Uh, yes. Who I come on board with with How to Get Away with Murder. I'm not that much in the scandal. It's I, it's not for me. You, you know, it is yeah. what it is. But I'm not going to lie. She does do a good job of uh, putting these shows together. Uh, so yeah. I don't know. I just want to get your opinion overall on the effect that she's had on television, uh, you know, from, you know, blackish to, you know, empire, uh, uh, even power. And, uh, like you said, even earlier insecure. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I, you know, Shonda Rhimes is a TV powerhouse. I started, with Shonda Rhimes from the beginning that I remember the pilot episode of Grey's Anatomy and I was hooked on that show. Um, I don't really watch Grey's Anatomy much anymore, but I, I used to be like so addicted to, to Grey's Anatomy. And what actually attracted me to that show was finding out that the showrunner was a black woman, which was just like, whoa, mm. wait a minute, <laughs> really? Um, so I, I got hooked on Grey's Anatomy and then got hip to Shonda Rhimes. And now she's this empire powerhouse with scandal and how to get away with murder and then she at for a short time did private practice um so what's great about what shonda rhimes is doing is she is not only creating diversity in front of the camera she's also doing it behind right. the camera um you know scandal has had um black female directors like debbie allen ava duvernay uh regina king and that's pretty profound because a lot of TV shows and TV networks are unfortunately very white and very male. And they don't give a lot of women of color um, directors the opportunity to be behind the camera. And Shonda Rhimes is doing that. And and I think that's appealing on so many levels to so many fans. Plus, her, her work is very good. It, you know, it speaks for itself. She has very strong writing and story arcs and character development with her shows. And I'm with you. I actually put How to Get Away with Murder at the top. I, I'm still a Scandal fan. I still live tweet Scandal. But the big show that I'm looking forward to this fall is How to Get Away with Murder. And my favorite fictional character right now on TV is Annalise Keating from How to Get Away with Murder. So it's it's just phenomenal television. Yeah, she, <clears throat> Viola Davis is killing that part. She is yes. marking it all day every day i i was you know i was familiar with her but i was really blown away at the job that she did uh on how to get away with murder uh now <clears throat> a few of these other shows uh now are you watching empire yes i do watch oh. empire now uh, mm -hmm. real quick what's your opinion on that i i feel like it's it's a little uh i don't want to say corny it's because it's a good show uh but I wish they would make the script a little bit tighter. I, I, that's that's might be my main complaint with it. I agree with you. I don't think it's on the same playing field as Shondaland <laughs> in terms of writing and story structure, but it's good, fun television. I equate Empire with Dynasty, you know, like primetime soap <laughs> opera TV. Or even daytime soap opera, but you know it gets a little raunchy at times, so maybe mm -hmm. prime time. But you know, I don't, I don't take it too seriously because it can be very over the top. But that formula in fictional television has been that way for decades, so it works. And you know, 
at times it does sometimes come off a little corny, but I accept that because I'm used to seeing that in soap operas. So it's a very soap opera like show as opposed to something like how to get away with murder. That's more parallel the lines of what's happening in today's news and it's very analytical and it's like a psychological thriller and it makes you think and it makes you guess and you know you're trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together with each case that Keating takes but how to get uh, or excuse me but Empire is more like cat fights and <laughs> and bickering and you know people having really messy lives um, so that's also fun TV as well. Yeah, that, I, I guess you could say that it's it's uh, entertainment. So you know, you just have to take it as it is. Uh, <clears throat> right. Now, uh, excuse me. Now, if I could talk, I probably could ask my next question. Um, <laughs> now, where are you at with? Uh, I guess you watching Power in uh, in uh, Blackish too. I'm not watching Power because I don't have Ugh. stars. Um, I know. I know. You know what? I I did have it for like, they had a free weekend thing and I watched Power. Um, I don't even think it was the first episode. It was like several episodes in and it didn't catch me. Um, but I think that's just because I didn't watch it from the beginning. Um, so, yeah, I have not been watching Power. Blackish, yes, I have been watching Blackish. Great sitcom. I love the issues that they t- take on. Very bold. Um, and I was honored to be able to interview the kids from Blackish earlier, um, you know, this year with my podcast. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's a great show to watch and it's really funny. And I hope we get to see more of Larry Fishburne's character because he's like one of my favorite characters on that show. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's been MIA for a while. So, yes, uh, they got a pretty good cast. I, I like how they. Uh put that one together uh, now you say you had the kids on from the show how was that oh it was great um i was able to wrangle together um oh gosh i am so horrible with names like i can remember everything else but people's names i'm so bad so um both the the two twins i had on the show and then um marcus scribner who plays andre um and Yahira Shahidi, uh, who plays, I think her name's Zoe, she wasn't able to come on the show. So I had three of the four kids on the show. And it was great. Um, very charming, very charismatic, very good interviewees. You know, it wasn't something where they were scared or, you know, intimidated by the questions and answered a question with like three sentences or something, um, or three words, I should say. They actually had a really good long um long-winded answers and and they were funny and it, and, it, and it was a great great uh podcast interview so yeah that that was a lot of fun fun to do and it, it was a good opportunity it, you know i'm very thankful for twitter because twitter is what helps me connect with a lot of folks and um they had followed me all of the kids from blackish followed oh, me on wow. twitter okay yeah and, well, that's uh, it. I, I must say that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just messaged them and say, "Hey, you know, I'd I'd like to have you come on the podcast," and they agreed, and that that's awesome. So um, I I attribute a lot of 
follows from celebrities to Shonda Rhimes because she was like the first big celebrity that followed Black Girl Nerds. And sometimes when big celebrities follow a Twitter account, other celebrities kind of follow suit and go, oh, well, if Shonda Rhimes is following them, <laughs> then I'll do it. Right, just follow the leader. That's uh, it's kind of how that, that Twitter yeah. thing works. It's uh. It's surprising, I, and I've experienced that myself. It's it's uh it's not as hard as you think to get in touch with people. It's not. It's it's really not. I mean, most of the interviews that I've booked on my podcasts, and a lot of the work that I've done with this website and this online community that I've built has been been because of Twitter. I'm very grateful for that platform. Um, and you know, if for anybody out there that's a podcaster or a blogger and you really haven't used Twitter yet, I highly recommend that you do that. It's the best way to connect and uh, network and build a rapport uh, with folks out there that are either doing the same thing that you're doing or maybe, you know, they're able to fill a need that you need help with. Um, so, you know, just my two cents on okay. that. Okay. All right. So uh, I'm going to uh, let you go in a minute. Uh, but just real quick. Uh, what are some things you're looking forward to coming up in entertainment? Um, I know you're probably looking forward to uh, Insecure, which I just found out about because I follow HBO. So whatever they're doing, I know what's up. And it kind of took me down to the, the uh, adventures of the awkward black girl. Uh, but uh, besides Insecure, is there anything else that you're looking forward to? Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, HBO, definitely Game of Thrones when that comes back on the air. Um, as far as network TV, we've discussed some of them already. Empire, Mr. Robot, How to Get Away with Murder, um, Sleepy Hollow, looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, looking forward to, um, new shows like Minority Report with, um, Megan Good. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's going to be coming up Monday. So, uh, I'm really excited to see. I, I really want her show to work because <laughs> she, because she did, um, <laughs> I really do because, um, she did Deception on NBC a, a few seasons back and it was good up until like, I don't know, six or seven episodes in. And then it just sort of fell to the wayside with me. Um, so I hope that this show, you know, keeps its momentum going and that it's a very strong, tight script and that they don't falter like Deception did because, unfortunately, it got canceled due to low ratings because the story began to kind of fall apart. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that show. Um, a sh- new show called Blind Spot. That looked really interesting. So I, I may go ahead and check that one out. And, um, and then as far as, like, comic book shows, all of them, you know, The Flash, Arrow... Uh, Legends of Tomorrow, really excited about that one. Supergirl on CBS. Um, and then the Netflix stuff, um, Jessica Jones in November. Luke Cage is having his own series soon. <laughs> yeah. <Damn. laughs> yeah, I, I watch a lot of television. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the all the Marvel shows that are going to be dropping. And then, of course, Daredevil Season 2, which is going to be epic since the Punisher is going to be on there. I might have to jump Uh, in. I've been hearing a lot about that. I just haven't took the time and, you know, just having to be real selective with the TV time. And I'm a big sports head, so that's dominating my schedule right now. Uh, But, yeah, I'm I'm, going to have to definitely catch up on that. Uh, I mean, you uh, one of the shows that you mentioned... um, 
good grief i forgot already uh so i'm not the only one forgetting no you're things. not okay, i feel better about it because <laughs> you went through a whole lot and i'm trying to remember you had uh one on there that i wanted to ask you oh with uh with megan good have you caught her on uh mr robinson no, I haven't. Yeah, she's on. She's on there with uh, uh Craig Robinson's new show on NBC. She uh plays his, uh, I guess, long lost love interest from high school that he uh stood up at prom uh to go play a gig. Uh, and uh, what well, that, that's basically who he is now. He's a musician who's also a teacher in the daytime. Uh, pretty funny show, and I like her on there. Uh, I know my girl said she was uh. She has some different outfits for the part, but you know she's playing yeah. a, a a principal or teacher or something like that on there. So you know they gotta dress her the part. So it is what it is. But yeah, if you're a fan of Megan Good, you should check that out. I will definitely do that. Um, there's also two more shows that I really need to catch. That's on the Sci-Fi Network, which I don't really watch a lot of programs on Sci-Fi, um, but. Everybody's been telling me that I need to because it has a lot of diversity and, and there's a black female protagonist in each. Um, the first one is Dark Matter and the second one is The Killjoys. So when I get some free time, I, I definitely want to check out those shows. And yes, I will check out Mr. Robinson as well. All right. Well, I'm glad I was able to put you on something because it seemed like you had everything <laughs> covered already. <laughs> well, uh, it's a lot of TV. It is. There. And, uh, it's just so many different networks. You got Amazon with their own shows, Netflix. Um, you know, I'm finna check out Narcos, and uh, it's it's a lot of options. But uh, it it's a lot. Yes. Uh, don't want to hold you up. I know you say you was getting hungry at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> so um, just to wrap it up, why don't you let the people know uh, where they can find you and how to get in contact with you? Indeed, yes. Um, so the website is blackgirlnerds.com. We update content on a daily basis there. You can also listen to our podcast, which airs Sunday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on TWIB. Our podcast is coming back this mm. Sunday. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So tune in for that. It's a live show. And um, TWIB.FM is the website. And if you don't catch it live, you can always catch us on SoundCloud. Uh, we have a channel there. So it's soundcloud.com forward slash black girl nerds. And um, I'm on Twitter at black girl nerds on Twitter. A lot of ranting and raving. I participate in a lot of live tweets of TV shows and also Twitter chats. So I'll, I'll be doing a Twitter chat this Friday with um, the Women's Freedom Conference that I'm a part of that's going to be um, debuting in October on the 25th. So um, check that out. And all the other social media networks, Black Girl Nerds, you can find us on Facebook, Tumblr, Pinterest. Um, just Google Black Girl Nerds and you'll see all of that come up. All right. And uh, I do thank you, Jamie, for spending a little time with me, kicking it, uh, talking a little TV and uh, everything else. Uh, and uh, I guess uh, that's going to do it for me. Uh, if y'all want to catch the show, it's uh, at the Rundown South on Twitter. Uh, same thing, therundown.com. And um, we out here. Peace. Bye.